Hello, and welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of St. Lawrence and Holy Family in Duluth, Minnesota. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Dana Rhoda, and with me, I have Father Eli Gieske. I always said Gieske. I've, every single time I say that, there's part of me that I'm just like, I'm, I'm not confident with this, yeah, but it's yeah. Gieske. It I is, know it's Gieske. It is Gieske, yeah. But every time I say it, I want to say Gieske. Well, yeah. welcome, Father Eli Gieske. Yes. Good to be with you, Daniel Rhoda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how's your week going so far, Father Eli? Good, good, yeah. Um, so I was, uh, yesterday was Monday, I went down to do a funeral down in Hillman, so I hadn't been down there since I left. Um, that was one of my former parishes, um, one of the families that I've been kind of walking with and visiting monthly. Uh, the The husband passed away from uh, complications with ALS and pneumonia, so um, I was down there. And it was good to see them. It was good to see uh, some people and be with them. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was a nice little treat. Um, so, so far, good week. Good, good. Had some good meetings this morning over at Holy Family. Yeah. Yep. Big, big plans. Big plans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, would you open us with the prayer, Father? Sure. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this uh, beautiful time that we have in our journey of faith to trust in you, to grow closer to you. As I was reflecting this morning, just praying about this, uh, all the crises, how do you say that, uh, that we are experiencing as a, as a country, as a church, uh, I, I recognize, Lord, that you are calling us to trust in you, to grow closer to you and to, to let go of control to some degree and and just uh, pray more, be with you more. And so, Lord, we, we ask you for our parishioners, for our people, uh, for ourselves, that we would continue to be open to your grace and your movement of grace in our lives. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. All right, well, today, um, well, I guess we're going to talk about confession, but before that, we got to talk about all the current events happening. Lots of events. Uh, well, I would just say, if you haven't signed up for Religious Ed, we are in our third week, so um, sign up. It's it's going to be fun. It's been awesome. I get to meet with the parents each week, um, and I've really enjoyed that. I don't know if, I think they've enjoyed it. I, <laughs> I don't know. I've enjoyed getting to see them face to face a little bit and uh, get some uh, time with them. So I'm 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 kind of psyched about that. So I I will be meeting with the so we have the younger kids this week, the K pre K through four, and uh, I'll have the parents again. So yeah, that's happening Wednesday. I don't think there's anything else yeah. major. I, oh, Rosary Wednesday, two o'clock in the afternoon. This is our prayer for unity. So. The U.S. bishops are asking us to pray for unity in our country, in our world, and uh, so they, they, they're offering the rosary on uh, Wednesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Is that Eastern Time? And two, So it'll be 2 o'clock Central Time, whatever 2 o'clock Central Time is. Yeah. So. And so uh, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Right, so yeah, that's right. So if you're listening in the next 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah. 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 Um, because tomorrow would be uh, the feast day of Our Lady of Victory. Our Lady of Victory, Our Lady of the Rosary. Yeah, yeah. also Our Lady of the Rosary, yeah. which is 
the Diocese of Duluth. That's the it's our patroness. Our patroness. Yeah. And we're all praying. I know you all are praying that the Rome says, well, this is our feast day. Let's give them a gift. Maybe they get our bishop on that day. Not not saying it's going to happen, but would uh, would be appropriate if it happened. So <laughs> I'll say that. Or else we'll have to wait a year, right? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we just missed the feast. Let's wait till next year. No, that would, that would be tragic. So, um, yeah, that's about it. That's I great. think. I don't know if there's anything else. Yeah, kind of a quiet week around kind here. Kind of quiet week. Uh, opportunity to get things done. Get yeah. get some extra work done. And uh, nose to the grindstone. Yeah, yeah. So, um, great. And so right now we we have a kind of a mini theme of confession. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you, you know, last year or last year, last week we talked about the little, little confession video that we had, yeah, um, right. that we put on the Facebook page, got some good feedback from that, which is nice. Um, there'll be another one, uh, coming out probably this weekend. So you can keep an eye on the Facebook page for that. Yeah. Get the juices flowing. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and today, uh, we're going to hear from Father Eli about what it's like to be, or what confession is like from the priest's side, from the priest's point of view. Because um, I think this I've is... I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> just just waiting to share his experience. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, You know, I think it's important, like, for, like, us specifically, like, kind of coming from, like, my perspective of being a layman, like, we, like, I never think of, like, what the priest is experiencing. And that's, I mean that's half of the experience of confession is the priest. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, we n- very rarely um, kind of hear f- what it's like from the priest's perspective. And um, Father Mike Schmitz actually has a video, um, I think through like Ascension Press or something, about like kind of w- that. Hmm. And Interesting. Um, I think I watched it like a year or two ago. And it was really powerful. And so, sure. uh, yeah, I just was like, oh, I think that would be a really cool topic to talk about when it comes to confession because there were so many times we hear about like oh we need to go to confession and uh which we do Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know we hear about that a lot but not as much from the priest's perspective yeah so um so yeah it's very interesting i mean yeah yeah, i was just thinking about this there's so much becoming a good confessor is kind of like one of those things so much of it is like sort of on-the-job training, and uh, there's—I mean—you can read about it and so forth. But um, I think one of the ways that I have become more comfortable with confession is just doing it a lot, and then also just going a lot myself. You know, having having that side of the experience, you know what it's like to be a penitent, and so um, it's it's uh, helps you. I think uh, when I hear confessions, at least it helps me to appreciate all the more, uh, you know, people's desire for grace, desire for healing and mercy, and um, knowing what it's like to be there myself. You know, it's it's uh, I'm I'm so privileged to to be a part of that. So yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, what was your first confession like? Like like was it super weird? Person. Like was because I've heard stories of priests like right after they yeah. get. Um, like ordained and then somebody comes up and like hey father can you hear my yeah, confession yeah, yeah. And you're like uh yeah, i guess so <laughs> yeah that's about one of the only confessions that i would remember from from that first year couple years or whatever i, I really remember confessions i um but i don't remember who it was or even what they said but i i couldn't remember the uh 
the prayer wrap solution. So I had to like look it up real quick or whatever. I kind of stumbled. So it was kind of embarrassing. But um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, it was like one of those things that you kind of catch you off guard. Like you think you're going to have time to like, okay, now I'm a priest. I'm going to like learn this prayer. And I think I had practiced it, but you just don't have it down. Yeah. Um, so uh, it was kind of caught me off guard. And I was like, oh, shoot, where's that prayer? Uh, what are the words? Uh, so, yeah. That's what I remember from that. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really funny. Um, I I guess well. So one of my questions was, do you ever remember confessions? And you said you r- rarely remember them. Yeah, I mean, sometimes if somebody's coming to you often, you remember the person, and you might even in the moment when they are confessing you. Sometimes it's like, oh yeah, that's right. Um, this has been a struggle for them, or whatever. And sometimes it's just a voice, so you don't see them face to face. It's just behind the screen, and so it's more of just a voice than a a, a person. Um, but rarely, I mean, I can't. I, yeah, it's not something that you hear so many confessions, usually anyway, that it's, it's not, you don't have time to dwell on them or like register that one or think about it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would be hard pressed to remember certain things. Once in a while, you remember something. And it's like, oh, I, I really want to pray for this particular soul because obviously they're going through a hard time or, or difficult decisions or whatever. And, you know, it'll be something like that. But even then, it's usually not something that, that you know, hangs around for more than an hour or whatever. You know, it's like the next day you aren't going back and thinking like, oh, let me think all those confessions that I heard. Like, it's just, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think that's some like a lot of people are afraid of confession because they're like, oh, Father's going to remember yeah, yeah. my my confession. And even if you don't go face-to-face, they're like, yeah. ah, but he's going to know my voice. And Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, in Duluth, it's a little different because it's a bigger city. Um, my last assignment, you're kind of, I mean, you're the one priest there. So they don't have, they could go to other places, and some probably did. Um, but, you, like, these people are my friends that I'm hearing their confession. Like, I got to know these people really well. And so it is humbling, I'm sure, on their part to to come to somebody and there is that question, are they is he gonna think differently of me or whatever? But I've I've been on the other side of that. Every priest in the diocese that I go to for confession, I I know them, they're my friends. And so I know what that's like and um so I you know, I've never had that experience of like, oh, like I've heard your confession. I don't want to be around you anymore or whatever like yeah. it's just never that way so no matter what it is that they're confessing um it's i don't know they, there's there's some grace i suppose in just letting that go or letting it slide or not thinking about it or um but i i've always been able to just not it hasn't been something that's affected my relationship or my friendship with people that i know um now there are times when um like you typically as a priest wouldn't go to confession to your bishop unless it was an emergency. Um, you, if you're in a religious order, you wouldn't go to your superior. If it's a religious order of priests, you wouldn't go to your direct superior because there's something about having to be the one who's making decisions on behalf of the community or on behalf of the, the diocese. Um, and so it just it keeps the person who's in charge, who's the superior, from having to kind of... Um, deal with like, okay, what does this penitent need? Um, how do I guide them in this role as a confessor? And then also as a, as the role of being the bishop or being the superior or whatever. So there's, um, I forget what the term is. There's a fancy term, but basically you don't go to confession 
to uh, your direct superior as a priest unless it's like an emergency or something like that. So yeah, yeah. which makes sense. It's almost just like just to take any possible like temptation or yeah. I mean, what it does is it's the the importance of the seal is so important that we want to protect that at all costs. Meaning that uh, you would never be put in the situation where you're like. I have to choose between um, advising this person and being merciful to them, but also I'm their superior, so I need to tell them not to do these things. Or maybe I, because now I'm aware of this, it's going to be in my mind or whatever. So it it, it just takes that opportunity away. Yeah. So it's there's a, you can talk about the external forum and the internal forum. So confession is internal forum, meaning it's not something that's public, it's not shared. You can't make decisions based off of it. So um, yeah, that's that's something that you kind of have to keep the the boundaries clear there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you can't use confession as a blackmail tool. Anyway. Right, right, right. Yeah, thank goodness, not for your all sake, but for mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I know everyone kind probably has their own preferred way to go to confession, whether it's mm-hmm. like face to face or mm-hmm. behind a screen. Do you have a preferred way that people go to confession? Because I, I could see some people being like, actually, I prefer to like have the person in front of me to mm-hmm. be able to like, you know, mm-hmm. I, maybe to be able to connect with them more. And other people might be like, actually, it helps me yeah. uh, as a confessor if like everything's kind of just taken away. So. Yeah, yeah. I prefer behind the screen, actually, uh, for a number of reasons. One is it does kind of protect the anonymity. And so um, there's just no like... Yeah, whatever. There's, there's just. I think there's, there's some goodness to that. Uh, secondly, people that go behind, the, and this might be just personalities, but it seems like people that go behind the screen, they're more to the point, and like, here's the sins, and there's less of the storytelling. Like, not to be mean, uh, but sometimes people go on and on, and it's a story time rather than like, here's my sins, Father, and I need forgiveness. Like, especially if there's a long line, I haven't had that problem here yet because the lines haven't been too long, but. Once in a while, you get somebody who's really talkative, and you're like, we have mass in like five minutes, and <laughs> there might be other people out there. And so you just, in, in your mind as a confessor, you're kind of going like, ooh, this is, what do I do? And, you, you know, you want to be sensitive and kind, and it's always, uh, it seems like at that moment that the person comes in that, like, we have like 10 minutes before mass, and the person comes in who hasn't been in like 20 years and you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Like, I want to be merciful and kind and very patient with them. At, at the same time, it's like, oh, I want to respect the time of all those people who are out there waiting for mass. So those kind of situations, um, yeah, it's uh, behind the screen is good. Uh, I don't mind face-to-face if some a lot of people, not a lot, but some people prefer that. I don't know what it is on their part. Um, yeah, I, there, I've had a few experiences where I'm like uncomfortable because the person is like, you just feel like uh, I don't know what their intentions are here of going face to face and you kind of have to be like careful like what your boundaries are or whatever or maybe they're just unaware of these things but sometimes if you're behind the screen you just don't have to deal with any of those things so for me it's just cleaner simpler usually more to the point and that's kind of me I guess but I mean sometimes the story is good and it's helpful but um, a lot of times it's for their sake, and they're looking more for spiritual directing or, or counseling, sort of. And sometimes confession is that, so it's not a bad thing necessarily, but so, sometimes the context kind of weighs how how patient I am with that, if that makes sense. Sure, yeah. Yeah. 
if we have lots of people to get through, story time is difficult. If if you're the only one, story time is delightful, you know? So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Oh, uh, you so you kind of mentioned this too, but what's it like to go to confession with like a brother priest? Yeah, because I could see that being weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's definitely guys that I go to more often. Um, usually, your neighbors, you know, whoever's close assigned you close by, you know, who's within driving distance. That's usually who we, I try to find anyway. Somebody who, and then um, it's also kind of availability. Who's available? Like, oh, I want to go today, or I want to go sometime. The tricky part is, usually when we're hearing confessions, so is everybody else. So you pretty much have to make an appointment. I mean, that's my experience. And I don't mind doing it. I mean, I'm so used to it now. It's like, just that's just how you do it as a priest. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never had a bad experience. I've never been worried about it. Um, sometimes it's like opportunity, like, oh, we're we're driving together or we're going here or we're doing that and you're just with another priest and so it's like, hey, this is a good chance to do this. And other times it's like, no, I'm more intentional, like I want to go right now or today or sometime. Um, and so you look for that person and it, you search them out. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think usually priests are just like everybody else when it comes to going to confession. We... We're sinners. We do things. We recognize probably the one thing uh, is that we know what it's like to be on the other side. So we're not too worried about, like, what are they thinking or <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know. I don't know. I mean, that still runs through your mind sometimes. But it, for the most part, it's kind of like, no, this, I just, I'm happy to be here. I want to receive God's mercy and grace. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I could just see it being, like, a really humbling experience, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think sometimes if you go to a guy that maybe you've had a disagreement with or, or you know, you've had a hard time, maybe you have a different sort of perspective on things, sometimes that could be where you might feel, oh, is he going to hold that against me? But I've never had that experience, even with the guys that maybe I have a different sort of perspective or maybe they're older or maybe they just look at the church a little bit differently than I do, have a different theology, whatever you want to say. Um I've never had any troubles with, with those guys. Um, once in a while, I've had older priests who maybe are a little loosey-goosey with, like, the act of, like what, what they uh, do with the act of contrition or what they do with, uh, with the penances or what they do with even the prayer of absolution. And, you know, you do it. You, it yeah. But I've never had, a, a, like, an experience where I'm like, oh, this is terrible. I, I need to go to confession again. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh. What was the uh, the harshest penance you've ever given? Harshest penance that I've ever given? Yeah. Oh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> Do you have like a go-to where it's like, you know, you normally... I, I love giving out like Hail Marys or a decade of the rosary and praying for like a particular thing that seems to address whatever has been discussed. Um, that's probably like my lately that's been my go-to. Uh, I used to, I used to give out prayer cards, um, and I probably would do that again. I just need to buy a bunch because you go through them, and then you're like, oh shoot, I don't have that one. Um, 
sometimes in the past I've done scripture passages like look this up or read this or read this psalm or whatever, and those are good too. Um, but I'm always trying to be aware of like what's going to help this person. Um, so the idea of the penance is to help people uh, to do it, have have it be like doable so that I can do it right now or whatever so I don't have to think about it because otherwise we go home and we forget, what was my penance or whatever so you don't want pe- you don't want to put people in that situation so I try to make it something they can do right now if possible and um, make it doable so it's not this huge thing I may have I can't remember but I may have even given a whole rosary to somebody one time and that would if, if I did that that would probably be the harshest that I can remember that I've done so usually I don't go more than a decade for the rosary or sometimes it's just a few Hail Marys a few Our Fathers and uh, you know like when you have first first uh, reconciliation it's usually pretty simple you know trying to do you know the Our Father yes do you do you know the Hail Mary no okay do the Our Father then <laughs> you know so yeah. it's one of those things so. one of the harshest penances I've ever heard of was uh, a guy that I knew when I was in focus and he got his penance was to like learn the rosary in Latin. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's kind of intense. Yeah. It's a little investment. Yeah. <laughs> Did so, he do it? Um, you know, I'm not sure. This this brings up a, a good little point actually. If you ever get a penance from a priest that it seems unreasonable, you can always go to another priest and say uh, I don't even think you have to tell him your sins. I think you just have to say, Father, I went to confession and I got this penance and I just, I can't do it or it seems too much. Can you give me a different one? And they, I think, I know they can give you a different one. I don't think you have to tell him your sins. So, yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So if you ever get like super harsh, like you've got to climb uh, Mount Everest and play, place a cross or, you know, something yeah. ridiculous. Like, okay, I'm not going to do that or I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I think I think there is like there's more to the story, but I just remember that that's what he got. Okay. And uh yeah, kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't think I'd ever do that one. Um So well, what's it I guess what has been your experience with um dealing with Maybe like the emotional toll hmm. of conf- of like hearing confessions. Yeah. 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 Um, or like, do, I guess, do you see, like, do you feel like, yeah. an, like an emotional toll or yeah. how does that, because, I mean, I could. Yeah, not so often. The times that you feel kind of, kind of like, oh, that was a long one. Uh, usually you're like Advent, Lent, when you have these, I often will offer extra times during those times and no matter how many times, how many s- slots you offer before Christmas and Easter, it seems like everybody comes the last week. So those couple weeks in the year seem to be like, at least in my my short experience as a priest, they are a little can be a little bit like draining while you're there, and like afterwards you're just like, whew, that was, that was a lot of good confessions. I'm glad I was here. Uh, there's like sort of like the the feeling of maybe like after running a marathon or something where you're like, that was good. I'm glad I did it but I'm tired. And mm-hmm. so I would com- maybe say it that way. Like I've never felt like drained spiritually, like, Oh, I can't deal with life right now. Or I just need to go veg out or whatever. But it's more like, this was good. A lot of grace was shared. A lot of mercy was, was happening. And, and this is awesome. Uh, but I'm, I'm ready for a nap or rest or <laughs> <Yeah>. something, <laughs> a walk just to, 
yeah so yeah absolutely that's great uh and then yeah i guess how what's it like also um like when somebody hasn't been to confession in a long time or is like kind of recently come to the church Mm -hmm. uh what what's that experience like because like i've heard a lot of stories of when people like just go into confession like uh father i have no idea what i'm doing here i'm yeah. like walk yeah. me through this um mm. i'm sure like i could see that being just like a very like kind of grace-filled experience yeah yeah i've i mean that's happened a lot you know you have people that have been away for a long time and it's always I've, yeah it's always a beautiful experience no matter how well or not well they know what they're doing in terms of what to say whatever but if they're sincere and it's not that not that they're just coming because um, their wife or somebody told them to come but it's like I sought this out and I'm recognizing I want to receive mercy in this part of my life um, or maybe even the, if there's been somebody who's gone to confession regularly but they uncovered or have recently realized something from the past that's really hurtful or painful for them to remember um, those two can be very grace-filled moments it's like the, the more difficult the things are to confess the more challenging they are uh to to reveal it's like it's more grace-filled in my experience it's more of a powerful experience and um it's definitely a case if somebody's been gone for you know 10 15 20 30 years 40 years i can't remember the longest i've i I think there's been maybe some people have been away for 50 years you know um but yeah it's always a powerful experience because it's like wow this is so much of an opportunity for healing for this person and you feel so excited for them to let go of all that stuff, whatever they're carrying. Um, especially if there's some big time things that they've been carrying, it's like, Oh, like I can, I almost feel that I almost share their relief when, when they're done. It's like, Oh, that's, that's great. Like, I'm so happy for you. And I, I, yeah. So, um, you know, a lot of times those people aren't sure what the steps are or whatever, but, um, so it's, you coach them through, you kind of walk them through, um, hopefully you have a little bit more time in those situations uh, just so you can kind of not be cognizant of like, oh, it's been five minutes or it's been 10 minutes or whatever. Uh, so, but whatever, whenever those things happen, it's always a grace-filled experience. So, yeah, definitely um, an awesome experience to be on, on the side of confessing or being the, the confessor for those people. So, Yeah, because I would assume a lot of those times it's kind of like a turning point in that person's right life or right. you know for sure their journey of faith so right, right, to yeah. be there kind of with them in those moments it's yeah and a lot of times this person has been thinking about this for a long time they've wanted to go to confession but they've been concerned or worried or they've been maybe looking for the right priest or these kinds of things which i can un- totally understand um but i think the Lord just wants to heal them he just wants to get them wherever they're going he's like get them come to confession i want you to be uh, receiving my mercy and so when they finally make that step and get to the confessional um, it's a beautiful moment and sometimes a lot of times I think the people are like why didn't I do this earlier why did I wait so long but you know we're human so we we think about it we worry about it we we uh, ponder about it and um, and sometimes these are like you say it's a it's a moment of conversion and uh, you know sometimes these people then begin to make regular confessions and that's awesome sometimes they wait a long time to come again which is fine too i guess but 
um, hopefully, my, my prayer, my hope is that they always have a good experience, a positive experience, so that when and if they need to come again, they're ready to, and they're, they're not so fearful that next time. So, Yeah. I think last question. What would you say to somebody, or I guess how would you encourage somebody who hasn't been to confession in a long time to come back? Or, you know, if there's people who are listening who are like, oh, I, I have a family member who it's been a long time mm-hmm. for them. Like, mm-hmm. how how can I try to invite them without being like, oh, you, you got to go, go to confession. got to yeah. get ready, yeah. you know, yeah. condemning them, I guess. Yeah. I think one powerful thing to do is to go with them. Say, I'll go with you. I'll go, I'll go to confession too. And if you're really uh, wanting to be helpful, you could, if you've gone to other priests or you know somebody that you're comfortable with, maybe you can go to confession first and then as you're leaving or whatever, you can just say, um, I brought somebody here who hasn't been in a long time and just kind of prepare the priest. I don't, I don't know what it's like for other priests. I'm always fine whoever comes in. I've never had any problem, but maybe it would be good to prepare some priests and just let them know, like, this person hasn't come in a long time, and this is your opportunity, basically, to be an awesome uh, minister of grace. So, you know, sure. So that could be helpful. Um, so I think going with them um, is one way to, to encourage them. Um, I guess I would just say, you know, like I said before, if it's been a long time, I know there's lots of feelings of like uncertainty and, uh, you know, the devil doesn't want us to go to confession. He, he's going to try to make us fearful and discourage us and, you know, oh, you're, he's going to look at you different or it's going to be, uh, so embarrassing. How could you, how could you ever fess up to these things? Whatever it is, um, these kind of thoughts run through our mind and, but, you know, after confession, it's like all that is gone, and it's it's awesome. It's a it's an awesome moment of just freedom. And so, um, don't be afraid. I guess that's that's the message: is don't be afraid, and take the risk because it's definitely worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, God wants to heal us. He wants to encourage us and help us uh, to remove anything that keeps us from receiving grace. And and if we have serious in our souls. It's kind of like our our opportunity to receive grace is much diminished, um, and so we're we're kind of sitting ducks. No reinforcements, no divine assistance, no help. As much as God wants to offer it to us, we have to freely uh, seek it out and receive His mercy before the, that that kind of gateway is open to us. So, um, but God works in each of our lives in different ways. So, you know, uh, have have uh, patience with yourself as you try to work up the courage, but I'd say, don't be afraid. Come. It's, it's an awesome sacrament. And, um, you know, don't, don't, don't put it off, uh, if you, if it can be done today. So. Great. Well, thank you, Father Eli. And, uh, thank you for everyone who's listening. And, uh, next week, uh, there was going to be the, uh, clergy conference, conference, but, Got canceled, but uh, Father Eli will be out of town for a couple of days. So we're on vacation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some uh, uh, some self care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but we're gonna have the uh, a couple of the handmaids on. Nice. They're gonna talk to us about how to do kind of like a daily examine. Ooh. Like, cause uh, that's get, a great thing. I guess they do they do that twice a day. They wow. kind of like reflect on their day so and holy. what's going on. I know they're they're just. They're basically walking saints, so we'll be graced by their presence. (laughs) 
I wish I could be here. I guess I can listen to it. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everybody, and we will talk to you next week.